I have come here to Krakowie, and I'm all out of bubble. Really licked his ass. Are you watching closely? I'm Nash, that's Luke, and this week, the movie we watched at midnight was Hayao Miyazaki's Spirited Away. Was it worth it? That's what we're here to tell you, and don't worry, we will notify you before we start spoiling. Luke, where are we in this one? Ten-year-old Shihiro is on her way to a new town with her parents when her father decides to take a shortcut through the woods, which, yes, is not a good time. The family soon finds themselves in a strange old carnival-type setting surrounded by nothing but some dank-ass food. The parents begin to eat the food, which, as you may guess, is not a good idea. The parents are soon entranced, leaving young Shihiro alone in this strange carnival, and when night falls, the spirits come out to play. And um, as far as the trailers go for this, you will get a lot more from the trailer if you watch it. I think it's a much better trailer than the, uh, a lot of the other movies where you've doing for the Ghibli whole month thing. Um, I think it's another DVD trailer. But if you haven't seen the movie, I don't think it's a good trailer to watch. It's, I think, super revealing. Um it's a good trailer if you have seen it, so I think it's supposed to tickle your member berries. You know, before uh, before we get to the next section, would you say that it's better to just watch a Studio Ghibli film without watching the trailer at all, based on the four that we've just watched? Because I feel like every week you were kind of like, the trailer's either terrible or just okay. I feel like all these movies low-key are better if you kind of just go in blind. Yeah, no, I, I think I think I would agree with that, especially just because they weren't originally released in the U.S., so it's hard to find. It's, well, it's really next to impossible to find a uh, theatrical release that is in English. I don't think they exist. Yeah. So don't don't watch trailers. If yeah, if Studio Ghibli's on it, just skip the trailer part. And speaking of Studio Ghibli, Nash is our boy back at it again with this one. It's your boy, Hayao Miyazaki, back at it again. Uh, Spirit Away is probably the most famous movie to come out of Ghibli. I would agree with that. Um, I I never, honestly, dude, never heard of Mononoke, Nausicaa, or Castle in the Sky, but I've known about Spirited Away forever. I feel like it's kind of just the most iconic of all of these works. Yeah, and it was it came out in like the early two thousands, I think around two thousand two or three. I saw Japanese was two thousand one, America was two thousand two. Okay. Alright, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And it it was kind of like their first use of this one, I think they're actually using like animation software. Uh, a little bit in this definitely not like heavy use um it was mainly to support the other images around it it wasn't sort of like the primary they stuck to hand drawing for this one for the most part because i think they like that classic style and i think it does end up looking a lot better 
for the most part yeah it definitely feels more modern like nausicaa and mononoke definitely felt a little bit more in a time capsule and spirited away felt like it could have came out a couple years ago honestly yeah so um oh wait but wait being... before the cast didn't you say that he worked on this one for like the longest amount of time or something like like when when, was, when he was writing spirited away were you supposed to say that after the spoiler alert am i am i messing things up no that was for um for Mononoke last week, I made the assumption that this one seemed like the movie he had been waiting to make, and he had been writing Mononoke since like 1970. Oh. Like he had, he had, he had been playing with the idea for it. Um, for this one though, it was, it's like he wanted to write the story about like his family and like these a few other kids would go to this like cabin, like to vacation and stuff. And he wanted to write a story that incorporated that and was for young women that were like er the same age as the protagonist. And so he came up with this one, um, which he did have a lot of direct work into it. I think I read, you can Wikipedia fact check me on this. It's like of the 140,000 individual cells for the entire movie. He, had at some point reworked like 80,000 of them. That's an insane which statistic. Is, <laughs> which is huge. Yeah, yeah. Incredibly involved in his movies. And it really does show off with just how much acclaim this one got. I know the super popular movies aren't the kind we usually do, but if you're talking about Ghibli, you kind of have to bring this one up. No, that's facts, man. So anyway, before we can really start getting into it, we got to go over this cast real quick. So uh, again, we watched the English dub. I'm sorry. I know we're terrible, but they're just right we're there, bad. right there on HBO Max for us to watch. I'll watch we're it. I'll watch I'll, next time I watch it. I watch it in, I'll, in sub. I promise you. Okay. But anyway, Shihiro is voiced by David Chase, Yubaba, and Zenny Baba by Susanna Plachet. <laughs> you got Haku, played by Jason Mardson. We got Lynn, played by Susan Egan. We got Kamaji, played by David Ogin Styers. Mm, uh, Shihiro's mother is played by Lauren Harley. Her father, Michael Chakilis. And Bo the Baby was played by Terry. Era strong, the legend. Yeah, it's good. It's a how, how. I guess we'll get into that discussion. I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping the gun. Um, the themes, identity and greed. That's what I got for you, people. If you have something else, you know, let us know. But that's pretty much what I got out of it. The whole time they're struggling with identity, and if they're not struggling with identity, they're struggling with greed, and often they're struggling with both. <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> that I, I I tried. All right. So look, do you want to give this one a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Uh, it's going to be a thumbs up four for four in the studio Ghibli. Again, I feel like although it may be a movie you might not vibe with, you know, it's like objectively good. <laughs> you know, it's like objectively yeah. well made. So therefore, I feel like it's got to be a thumbs up and your own personal opinion on it is kind of if you liked it or not. But it's definitely objective objectively good <laughs> and yeah and my uh, and personally my opinion has changed a lot but before we get into that now this Spoiler alert. so starting off where we always should but sometimes forget the title spirited away Away there she spirit. <laughs> there are spirits, and she's away. <laughs> away she went to that spirit land. 
Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely the most sort of, I'll say indirect title. It's still kind of direct, but I think it's the most indirect title coming from Ghibli. It's got, it really doesn't specifically name anything. It's just kind of, it sort of happened. How do, how do you feel about this title? I like it. I don't think I personally could come up with a better title for the movie. I really think that it kind of encapsulates the odd world that she does get sent away to. And even though it's like spirits, it's not even like extremely defined what that even means, you know? So spirited away is kind of an ambiguous statement as is. And I feel like it really fits the movie pretty well. Yeah, like, I feel like if it wasn't called this, they would have just called it, like, Chihiro's Adventure or something like that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> not as memorable. I, I honestly, I, I think I like this type of title a lot more. Like, it's it's softer, it's a bit more poetic. It It cuts to sort of where we are, but it's not too direct on exactly what's going on. It, it has a sense of creativity where the other ones kind of seem like it's just like, ah, that's the thing that is... <laughs> yeah you know? i feel like nausicaa and castle in the sky are definitely like that where nausicaa is like yep it's about this girl of the valley of the wind and castle in the sky yeah. is like yep they go to a castle in the sky, castle in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> like okay it's a little cool spirited away i feel like definitely um kind of has the most underneath it and as far as you know ideas and themes being underneath it i feel like this movie is so well regarded amongst fans of anime animation and movies in general because there is definitely a lot of underlying themes and ideas in this world like it feels very rich and dense while also definitely giving you that sense of mystery that like ghibli gives you but quickly to elaborate on that i would say that it's the most defined at the same time you know what i mean by that no, he said two opposite things. I'm very confused. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought I had a good statement there, but then my brain kept going. I really got to learn to, like, stop sometimes. But anyway, like, I mean, well, like... No, I, 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 do so, I do kind of understand that point where everything in this world seems very established, but because we're, like... we're Because we have the lens of Chihiro where we don't really under, know this world, like, the world she's in seems there perfectly seems very fluid it seems like it has structure and order to it everybody kind of knows what's going on except for us and chihiro i i i like is that what you're saying like so I yeah think that's, well i definitely get that from it kind of specifically comparing it to the other studio ghibli films we did i feel like like nausicaa was only defined as much as it needed to be so you really want more of the world and princess mononoke was also a very established kind of place with characters that kind of knew what was going on and because uh, Shihiro is so young and gets um, injected into this crazy world at the same time we do, we get to really sit there in the world almost... It's weird. I want to say longer than the other movies, but it's not because of the other movies, obviously, you're in it the entire time. But something about Spirited Away just takes a lot of care into, like, the inner workings of this world all through one bathhouse. So when I when I say it's really defined, I mean like I feel like the most time is spent in that place that doesn't necessarily leave you wanting a ton more of it. That's kind of just what it is. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, no, I get that. Like, it's a singular area that that's really the only place we see in great detail. We're kind of clueless to everything else in this world, how anything really works. And I think that's a good segue into one of the points um, we brought up last week that we said we were going to get to, which is the intro. Because I feel like this intro is way more dragged out and a lot more different. Yes. How do you feel about that? Hundred percent. The other ones felt like kind of a a twenty minute capsule that kind of could have been like like a pilot episode, and then the movie really starts going after that stuff happens. You know, like Nausicaa, we get the first day where she saves Lord Yuma, then the Tamekians hit, and like um with with Pr- Princess Mononoke, we got the first. 20 minutes where you're like okay the stakes are raised wicked strange violent world with evil devils like i'm in it on this one spirited away because we're going along with her um and it didn't feel like there was like a a 20 minute segment that was crazy and then the rest of the movie i feel like it all kind of blended together for about the first hour or so like i'd say the beginning doesn't really slow down until she gets the job in the bathhouse yeah there's a, an, an ounce of stability, but I was just saying, because to me, that beginning seems so long where it's like at least 10 or 15 minutes until her parents get turned into pigs. And up until then, it's just kind of like we're driving through the countryside, you know, we're walking down a tunnel, walking around the theme park. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it seems a lot slower than the other ones. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with that. And like, it doesn't really flip that switch until they turn into the pigs. But once it flips that switch, it's odd. It's like there's, it's not necessarily confusing, but it's really going along the journey with them. You know, like I, I, I saw yeah. a lot of comparisons to like Alice in Wonderland and The Wizard of Oz, maybe after hours, like we watched a couple weeks ago. And there's definitely that moment where she falls down the rabbit hole. And I just feel like that's kind of a different feeling than the other studio Ghibli movies gave us. And as the story continues, that really stays consistent throughout the whole thing as to where like, um, I'd, I'd say the story moves pretty, probably more uniquely than any of the other ones. Almost. How, how, How do you feel about that? Hmm. More uniquely. That's uh, more uniquely is a really ambiguous thing to say. I would say no. like, well, in the other ones, there's like wars going on. There's like objectives that we have to get to, like in Laputa, for example, where Spirit Away honestly kind of just feels like a day to day. She has to get all yeah. this stuff done before she can get home rather than kind of a quest for the greater good. That's what it is. There's, I feel yeah. like there's not a really defined greater good in this one. We're kind of just following her and she is the star. Yeah, like in all the other ones we watched, um, very early on, you're given a promise of some sort of great power or some great authority. Yeah. Like you're told that that's over there. We're going to see it later. And then it finally happens in the end of the movie. You know, they have those great moments when they actually get to the castle. It, you know, has a Death Star beam on it and then it falls apart and crumbles. Mononoke, you get the whole... uh, uh, killing the forest spirit, like Nightwalker, Stalker, Death guy. Thing. Yeah, like you get, <laughs> it sort of all builds up to these really crazy moments that are kind of, I think, more 
typical of anime where everything sort of continuously scales upwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Akira, if you go back and look at our one in Akira, it's the best example of that because that movie is straight up never slows down, just constantly rises to meet sort of destruction and chaos just throughout the entire thing. There's Absolutely. no slowing down in that movie. Absolutely. Whereas this one, it's sort of like power and authority are kind of like thrown in your face because I guess everything there is like a spirit. So it's like debatable. You know, Yubaba's like trying to get power, but her sister has power too. And it's like Yubaba already has power. So it's like, it's a bit confusing and undefined where everybody sits and like, action how much power they actually sort of have so do you do you think the plot kind of fizzles out in that way where once she gets the job in the bathhouse and we're kind of going along it almost seems like it's i I don't want to say stagnant because it's always moving forward but i feel like in that way especially when you compare to the studio ghibli films spirited away does kind of fizzle out a little bit and then kind of captures it again in like the third act kind of you know i'm not I don't know. I feel like this is a bit of an unpopular opinion, but I wasn't necessarily engaged the entire time we were watching Spirited Away. There wasn't any point that I was bored or I wasn't enjoying it, but like it didn't get me as excited about what was going on as some of the previous Studio Ghibli films we did. Did, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I think that's a very good point to make because that definitely feels like there are definitely moments of like rest when after this big event has happened it's sort of calm and we get something a bit that feels a bit more like a mundane life yeah type feel to it like especially after her first day when she finally sleeps at the at the uh what is it bathhouse bathhouse yeah when she actually sleeps there and has a job you know, after she pulls the bicycle and all that crap out of the um, water spirit, after um, when she goes on the train, like those moments are very peaceful, often incredibly scenic, and they definitely slow the tempo down. Yeah, and it's 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 I think it's done in an intentional way. So to kind of, I kind of have to like explain this correctly to get my point across. I think like we th- we've definitely done movies over the past fifty whatever weeks where we felt like the tempo really slowed down and they weren't able to like capture it again, or like it wasn't intentional for that to happen. Like um, the Devil Zone is the first one that came to mind where once things start going, they kind of just fizzle out, and the rest of the movie doesn't really get you going too much. Spirited Away isn't done in a way that was like unintentional i think but i think that it's it's very necessary that we do slow down in this world and she gets a chance to cry in the bathhouse at night because it's just been such a crazy day and her parents are pigs now you know it's like yeah it's it's a it's a difference of like it being well made to it not being well made. And this is well made because I think it's intentional and it progresses the plot rather than being like, oh, it fizzles out and slows down because it's it was boring. You, you know what I mean? It's like it's a weird opinion to have because yeah. I want to make it I want to make sure that it doesn't sound like I'm trying to say that it's bad because it fizzles out, but it definitely fizzles out intentionally. And I think because of that, I personally just wasn't as excited watching it by the time that we got to the end. 
Yeah, I definitely think it feels purposeful. And that that's a really big thing because it doesn't pull your attention away. Like, um, I remember what movie was I watching? I don't know. I, I was one time in high school, I went to go see a movie, right? And in the middle of the movie, I was just like, ah, crap, I've got so much homework to do. Yeah. And that for me is a very good scale of if a movie is bad or not, if it can, if your attention can actually get thrown out of it like that. Whereas this one, it's more of time to sort of absorb what just happened, take in the environment. And I think it does part of its world building to make it feel more like uh, you're in the life of chihiro yeah and that's def that's definitely a, a bold decision you know it's, it's definitely that's a tough one to do yeah it's it's a tough one to do because you know back to the classic screen time management idea like how are you going to make sure that you can manage it so that you're keeping us engaged in what's happening and ready for something to happen again and there i don't think there's a moment in spirited away where you don't want to see what's going to happen next but it's also weird because when we were like an hour and a half into it i was kind of like ah you know and it's not like an uh like i'm bored like uh like this sucks just kind of like a we're still here you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i i think i um I think there is one negative aspect to it because there is a scene near the end of the movie where she's writing Haku, right? And it's, it has the feeling like one of those scenes where one of those like pause, take in what's around you type scenes that we've been talking about. It has the feeling like that, but it because it's like very important, really, to that character, to Haku as a as a person, like his character in the whole movie. Like that's a very important scene, and for me, that kind of made it lose its value. Like it 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 felt like that scene was sort of rushed and almost out of nowhere. Yeah, and I feel like her relationship with Haku is really what's grounding her to any, yeah. to anything because a, a a huge piece of the puzzle is that you slowly lose your memory the longer you're in the spirit world, especially when Yubaba takes your name, you know? So it's also a very interesting choice because in that aspect, we don't e we don't even like know what's going on in her head all the time. And there's even the yeah. part where she's like, I don't even remember how I got here. I just remember that he was always really nice to me, you know? So it's it's a re it's a really interesting one because I'm very conflicted in how I feel about it because I thought it was awesome, but I'm also kind of like right here, right now with Spirited Away and No Face and like whatever all that <laughs> means, you know? I, <laughs> like you you definitely got to watch this one like two or three times, I feel, because like I, f I feel like saying like, oh, it's just the Wizard of Oz is like a little bit surface level. It's definitely its own kind of world, its own journey, its own coming of age story. And I don't think there's any other story really like it that I've ever seen or heard about. Yeah, it's definitely a unique story. And as far as. um, I guess we should bring up No Face, because I feel like. Everybody talks about No Face. There's no concrete answer, I don't think, to him as like a spirit. Um, but like, how do you feel about him? 
No idea. I don't understand it. I don't know why he was standing on the bridge staring at her. I don't know why he gave her all those tokens for the nice bath, why he was so nice to her the whole time. Um, I enjoyed how he kind of symbolized that greed once he eats the frog and starts eating everything. And the the barfing was pretty crazy. A lot of barfing in this movie. Yeah, um, a lot of barf. But I honestly have no idea where to put it, and it's almost like there needed to be some sort of obstacle she had to get through in that light of, like, a villain, quote-unquote. Is is there a villain in this movie? I don't really think so, and I don't think No-Face is the villain. It's just kind of another thing that happened low-key. Yeah, it seemed a little weird because it's not like a malicious spirit, but it does bad things. But it really just wants a friend, but we're sort of ended with her just kind of pushing him off to... Zubaba. Uh, Zubaba. Zubaba. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or Zenibaba, Zenibaba. Zeniba, Zeniba. 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 Yeah, I'm sorry, we're murdering this one. Like... <laughs> It's that's that's why I felt weird about him, you know. It just seems like her sort of defeating his. It's like I don't know because he the whole time is trying to give everybody something. You know, he gives her the bath tokens, he gives everybody else the gold and stuff, and you know she sort of cures him by giving him part of that moss nut thing, whatever that is. But it, it's kind of like it's never really explained. I'm not sure if it it's something that should be explained. I think it's better open ended, but it just feels like it got pushed to the side a bit. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is that like the the culmination of the story wasn't to face no face and then you get to go home to your parents, you know, like no face wasn't holding that power. And so like I'm I'm not trying to come on here and be like, I don't know, because I, like, should have analyzed <laughs> yeah. it more or, like, researched it more. But, like, I really – I couldn't think of, like, a concrete reason why he's in the movie. And I also just, like when, – when I heard other people discussing this movie, I kind of just, like, nodded my head but didn't totally agree with them. So – is, this is a really weird one because uh, we kind of had this feeling similar to Lapido where like after it ended, I was kind of just like, yeah, that was cool. Spirited Away is very similar, but it's also very it's, – it's the same feeling but a different way to feel that feeling because I am kind of just like, huh. And then – it was all real too. It wasn't a dream. She did it, yeah. you know, like well, cause, yeah, because that's my thing. It's like I think No Face is a really cool character, but it's like I don't, I, I don't know if I feel satisfied with his ending or how he gets left off. I don't know, but he's one of the most interesting characters I've ever seen. You know, I've tried to look up more stuff about him, and I've learned absolutely nothing about him. Um, but as far as I think. This movie was written for 10-year-old girls. Um, I don't think we're 10-year-old girls, so it, it kind of makes sense, maybe. Although I don't, I don't know if being a 10-year-old girl just makes all the unanswered questions to this movie apparent. I don't know. Um, I, I, I definitely need to talk to somebody whose favorite movie... Like, like, if this is your favorite movie, send us a DM on Instagram, because I'm honestly really interested in your opinions on it. Because for me, it was... It was a very displacing movie. 
And so I, I want to hear the opinion of someone who's like, no, I fucking love Spirited Away. I want to watch it all day, every day, you know? Yeah. Um, and I guess here, pretty soon, is typically when I do just sort of like a summary of kind of our thoughts of this movie. And we're not doing it this week just because we've been just focusing on Ghibli. And there was something else I wanted to bring up because this is by far the largest most popular Ghibli movie out of all of them everybody knows this one this was the first one I saw as a kid um, and I want to ask you Luke do you know why nope I, I don't either I don't know why <laughs> But no, dead ass. Never heard of Mononoke. Never heard of Nausicaa. Never heard of Castle in the Sky. Of the ones that we had to choose of the list to do, uh, the only one I'd ever heard of is like Ponyo because of the TikTok sound. <laughs> so, but yeah, but, Ponyo. It's the most recent one. I yeah, think. but like Spirited Away. I knew people in high school who loved this movie. Like I, I know somebody who has the no face tattoo. I probably should have texted them before we did this review. That would have been smart, Luke. But like, I don't know. This one. This this one is exponentially more famous and i think there's a lot of things to grasp onto in this world that you can't find anywhere else but i i'm not going to i'm not going to lie and be like yo i thought it was the greatest movie ever because i just didn't feel exponentially engaged in what was happening like I did with the previous Ghibli films we did. You know, like, I almost wish maybe we watched Spirited Away first just to get it out of the way and then watch the other ones because all the other ones gave me such a feeling of, like, I've never seen something so unique and cool like this and where this one is also unique and cool, it doesn't give me the same feeling as the other ones. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not even satisfied with, like, what I just said because my opinion on it is so displaced and up in the air. Well, no, I think your opinion is good just because you're coming at it for, you're coming from it fresh, you know, like you hadn't seen all these movies before, whereas I had seen most of these um, when I was a kid. And I wanted to make that point clear in the beginning. So people weren't thinking, oh, you just saw Princess Mononoke when you were a kid. So you like that one more. It's like, no, I saw Spirited Away first. Um, and then I saw Mononoke and then I saw Nausicaa. And I, I don't know. I feel like I like Nausicaa and Mononoke better. They're very and different, though, you know? They are very different. They are very different. They're definitely different. They're definitely different. I'm not saying that. I, I like, because this is the thing. This movie is ridiculously huge. Like, it costs, I think, like $20 million to produce, to make. And they made like $360 million off of it. Ridiculously successful. It's a fat payday. And it's not a bad movie in any way. It's an incredible movie. But I just feel like... I don't... I don't, I don't necessarily understand it 100%. Because I've always enjoyed this movie. I've always, I've always enjoyed this movie, but... Honestly, what it was that made me upset was I saw something the other day that was like spirited or it was like a Vice article. It was like spirited away. Why it's the greatest anime ever. I was like, I don't know about that comment. It's very good. But it seems to be 
absolutely world renowned. It's in the top 10 for almost every list of good movie or best movie ever made. Like it's almost always somewhere in the top 10. I I don't know. I just feel like personally I'm missing the connection that other people have to this movie and it kind of bums me out too. I like I'm not happy this is my opinion on it. I wanted to be like enthralled in it cuz I've heard, I know, I've I heard want, so much I want, about it. <laughs> I want to enjoy it that much. Yeah, right? Like but like so like I don't know. I'm personally missing the connection somewhere. And I mean, dude, we've we've been reviewing movies for like over a year now and it's definitely weird when you watch something everybody else loves and you're like, "I just thought it was kind of okay because i feel like i'm missing something and i i don't know what i'm missing and again it's objectively good so i'm not even gonna sit here and be like this movie sucked because it didn't suck i just like i don't know where i'm missing the connection that makes it somebody's greatest animation film of all time you know, because yeah. I mean, that's that's an egregious statement, no matter what, you know, you can argue that to the cows come home or the pig parents come home. Yeah, it's heavily opinionated. It's just I don't feel as strongly opinionated. And it was a movie like I loved as a kid. Um, and it was, like, again, it was the first Ghibli movie I'd ever seen. And I loved the characters. No faces. So interesting and so cool to watch, Um, especially because he probably has the most like change or growth in the movie no face which I, I assume is genderless no face and uh, Chihiro have almost the equal amount of growth I think it, what's what's the change in no face that you're speaking about um, well he, he seems to he he it looks like he has a need to be involved or to be with somebody. He wants some sort of companionship, right? And he doesn't know how to get that. He just needs a job, bro. He just needs something to do with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of almost all, all it is in the end. Yeah. And it's like, he just tries to do that by sort of giving things. He's incredibly materialistic. And then he becomes sort of destructive on that path of, of being materialistic. He just, starts to engorge himself with everything eats people in one bite you know and then that all sort of changes once somebody like see that's but that's my issue is like once somebody gives something to him but everybody else is giving him stuff too I guess because they were doing it for the wrong reasons. They were doing like it for did... greed, definitely, and where yeah, she just wanted to be friends greed. with him. Yeah, and yeah. she gave him that magic thing. But then it's like she gave him a magic thing. So is it her giving him something, or is it just the fact that it's a magic thing? Well, I mean, how do you feel about her perspective in the spirit world? Because not only is she the only human, but she's really the only child we encounter in the whole story uh, yeah. besides the the giant baby obviously but who knows how old that spirit spirit is <laughs> yeah I don't, who knows what's up with that thing yeah but like how do how do you think that affects um the the character changes within them because the, does she just see no face because she doesn't care about the gold you know he tries to give her gold and she's like what am i gonna do with that bro <laughs> go to the yeah, go I'm, buy I'm, some I'm candy in, like <laughs> i'm in the spirit realm what does gold get me yeah um, yeah because I, I see a lot of people talk about how um, her relationship with Warwick, how it's either a good thing or a bad thing. She becomes more dedicated, less dedicated. And it's like she really doesn't become she becomes slightly more dedicated. And then that kind of becomes continuous. Like once she starts the job there, she seems fully dedicated to it. Right. 
Yeah. So I don't, I don't necessarily get like those types of comments with it. It, it. It's hard for me to get that image of is the work good or is it bad? Because really only good things come from the work, but we're told it's bad because it's how you lose your name. And Yubaba sort of takes control of you, but that her doing good work is sort of what gets her out of all the other sticky situations. So it, it there's not, I guess there's not clear morality, which maybe mm. is sort of the point. You know, I wait, let me, let me compare it to a movie we did quite a few weeks ago, Brazil. Remember how in Brazil there wasn't really a straight antagonist to the movie and how it almost kind of gave you the sense of like anxiousness because there wasn't any fingers to point. Do you think yeah. that's similar to Spirited Away at all? Where like, I wouldn't really say you Baba is necessarily the antagonist of the story. The antagonist is kind of just the fact that she is where she is is like i feel like there's a bunch of misplaced feelings and emotions of like who to blame when there's really no one to blame except her parents possibly but i don't even know if any of this is real so are her parents to blame maybe (laughs) i see i just feel like you baba is more to blame because she doesn't try to help people she's doing bad things to other people okay yeah that's fair but she and herself embodies that greed yeah okay no that's that's a good point but but but... see that's the thing that's the thing i kind of agree with your point though where she's not necessarily like the malevolent force here yeah she's not she's not like the wicked witch you know she's not like uh very is she like a selfish character i guess probably right like very selfish character worried about the power and like she kind of just lets this little girl join on because she thinks she's got spunk, <laughs> you know, like yeah. she she's definitely <laughs> the most soul to steal. Yeah. <laughs> she's definitely got like the most antagonistic uh features in the story, but I also don't think she's really to blame necessarily. And also she's the one at the end who lets her go back, you know? Yeah. Weird, right? God, yeah. See, this is a this is an odd movie. Maybe I ju- I probably just am am being a, a squid boy and wanting more like straight on things that I can understand for my fucking pea brain. <laughs> but like, I don't know because I feel like it's established in all these ways that we're talking about. It kind of just reiterates the idea of how the story progresses you know you know what i mean like we're i feel like we're we're almost kind of proving our point with why we're displaced by it because i think it's one of those movies where the point might be to kind of displace you a little bit i don't know i feel like an idiot this week (laughs) after watching spirited away i just feel like an idiot like dead ass (laughs) don't don't worry you are (laughs) thinking about like sort of what the whole point of the movie is is to free her parents right and at the end it kind of seems like nothing ever really happened. But it was really, if you really look at it, it was there to actually make her more comfortable with being able to handle moving to a new place. That's where the movie originally starts, and that's how, like, in the first seven minutes, that's our primary issue, is she can't function, or she can't accept moving to a new place, making new friends, new school, all that stuff. And that's also the last five minutes of the movie is, you know, her parents, I forget the quote, but it's like, you're like, you're going to have difficulty, you know, finding new friends. She's like, no, I'll be fine. Yeah. So it's like, that's really the goal of the whole movie. And she does achieve that in a very bizarre and weird way. Like, it's not really to free her parents. 
because it's like there's so many side missions and stuff that pop up. It's like yeah, no, this, this movie is like the epitome of like an RPG game where you start it, you're trying to do the main mission, and then all these other people are like, hey, can you help me with this? Yeah, fine, I'll help you. No, that's facts. No, that's 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 big facts, dude. I don't know. It's I, I it's hard I to place because it's it's hard to place because the gray in this movie is so gray. Yeah. Well, I I feel like it's hard to hold on to things too. But it's it's a spirit world where the point is that you can't really hold on to anything. No one can even really remember their name. Yeah. It's like I feel like there's never the only person that has like genuine redemption is like the baby. Is she not the baby? Is Shihiro no face? Is she no face? What does that even mean? <laughs> is 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 no face the reflection of her uh anxiousness and anxiety about moving to a new place? I have no idea personally. That's that's uh, that's a, that's a pretty good thing to talk about. Um I I don't know cuz it's kind of hard cuz she doesn't have greed. That thing is consumed by greed, but they both end up giving each other something. What? He gives her oh. he gives her the bath tokens. She gives her him the magic moss nut fruit from the yeah. river spirit. Okay. So, so it's hard it's hard to nail those points down, you know? It's hard it's hard to like analyze this because they like there's almost a counterpoint to everything that happens. Yeah, true. What what feeling do you do you have when they're riding on the train car away from the bathhouse at the end? And there is like the scene of all of them like sitting on the train car on their way to go to Zenibaba. I feel like that's a really important piece of the puzzle is that feeling when she finally leaves the bathhouse to go on another adventure. I think, you know what? It honest. Wow. That's a, wow. Luke, you really. Oof. Maybe I'm not that much of an idiot. No, I am. No, I have no idea really what's going on. <laughs> I want to start by saying that is probably one of the most beautiful like scenes in movie ever. That uh, is an actually incredibly gorgeous scene. But I think I honestly, it feels like the start of the movie. That's what it feels like, where I have no idea what we're getting into, but we've left everything we know behind. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good that, point. I, th I think that's what I feel. What do I feel? Nobody ever asked me how I feel. <laughs> um, no, no. How do how, I mean, how do you feel about that? Because that, that's a very good question. I, I think you're right. That is. It's 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 odd because, you know, I f almost feel like it was it was definitely another lull where we're kind of just watching the story move along, not necessarily engaged in anything other than the the beautiful animation that's happening, like within the train cart and getting there and going from all these places. And, you know, what like the significance of having no face join her after eating all those people and like screwing all that stuff up. Like, I don't know. I feel like that scene. That scene. When they're sitting on the bench, it's almost like it's exemplifying like just the feelings of going to a new place and not necessarily knowing what was going to be there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think what leaves me feeling 
a bit distraught about the movie, like why not as satisfied with it with the other ones, is because the scene that follows that where she may, meets uh Zinbaba Zin Zinba Zeniba. 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 Um it feels like just total exposition. Whereas everything up until that point was just sort of you're getting thrown into it. Here's a side comment. So you have basic understanding, but nothing is very well defined. And when we actually get to Zeniba, everything is kind of very defined and cut out. It's almost like I don't want that clarity. Yeah, you want it to either be completely no idea or like way more straightforward. I, I, yeah, I want to, yeah, I feel like I want to know more about that situation, but not about everyone's relation to it. You know, like, I don't need to know the specific details. I feel like the showing us part of it in the first third of the movie, first half, was way more interesting, was way more um, enticing, keeps you wanting to watch it. Whereas that scene, I feel like that transition period, I think probably from that point to they leave uh, Zaniba, I think that point might make or break the movie for people. I'll agree with that. I feel like the climax of this movie is a little bit of a... uh... Not not deception, but like I don't know, dude. Because because she's like so forgetful about everything that's happening and just knows that Haku is the person she cares about. By the time she's going to save him, and then he actually wakes up by himself and goes back, and then he remembers, and then at the end they're like, "Nah, just send her home." But wait, she has to do this last test. Like there isn't even a clear climax to everything that happened. Like in Lapita, it was clearly when the castle was falling down. That's what everything was leading to, you know. Um, Spirited Away definitely little little bit gives you a little bit more anxiety. I feel as you're watching it, like um, well, not necessarily giving you anxiety, but emulating the feeling of that, and definitely putting comfort around it that you know that Shihiro is going to do the right thing by the end. You know, yeah, yeah, okay. That that makes me feel a little bit better, but I still still don't feel satisfied. Uh, yeah, I man. Still, I still don't feel I'm as satisfied as the other people that absolutely love it. That yeah, I I, I, I Nash, I love talking to you, but I want to talk to somebody who's this is their favorite movie because I feel like yeah. they'll be able to just really go off on like what about it makes it so special to them. Where I'm honestly just missing missing the connection, and I I want to know the connection. Give me the connection, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. You got anything else to add to it? I think I think we did a pretty good job of this one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I hope we did. This was coming from a person who never seen it, a person who saw it when they were a kid and didn't really fall into the this is the greatest animation of all time vice article crowd. And it's yeah. it's it's not that I think it's bad, it's not that I think that's a crazy insane take. I just don't connect with it or feel as engaged with it as other people clearly do and I'm interested in why it's so engaging and the most famous Studio Ghibli movie by far 
Yeah, and we've obviously made a lot of points too. So if you've got if you want to poke holes in our points, please do. Cause we don't want to, you know, say something totally wrong and just have that out there forever. If we miss something, you know, let us know. Yeah. But you you wanted to rank all the Ghibli movies we watched, right? Yeah. I think that was a good idea. Yeah. So let's 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 go go with the the order yeah about the bottom bottom for me hate to say it i'm sorry pazu but it's (laughs) gonna be castle in the sky and in in our review i think that that came out you know that like yeah Yeah. this this one was fun but it in your final paragraph i think you said this one is not preferred that that was a great way to put it. It's that one's just not yeah. not my preferred watch. I would enjoy it if it was on. I think it's an interesting idea, and Laputa itself is really cool. But it's not my preferred watch of the Ghibli films. And then yeah, I I think I think I agree with that. I I think I put that one there because like it's like it's not a bad one at all. It's like I said it was like an eight out of ten which is still incredible. Yeah. It's just, it's not a nine or a 10. <laughs> yeah. And then slightly above that, I would put spirited away, honestly, because <laughs> of the conversation we just had, you know, it's still interesting to think about how we are missing so much from this, where I feel like Laputa is really lacking that again, you know? So like, although, yeah. I don't necessarily like Spirited Away more than Laputa, but I think overall it gives you a lot more to pull from and think about and enjoy. I I will say I think I do like Spirited Away more, and I think I'd put it in the same spot just because I don't I don't necessarily get it. I guess I don't like it's probably the it's one of the best looking movies ever. It's gorgeous. It's interesting. But I just don't know. It doesn't seem as powerful as the other two. And it's not coming from a spot of, oh, I saw the other two when I was younger. Like, no, this is the one I started with and the one I love to see. This is what got me on the roller coaster tycoon, too, of watching Ghibli or Ghibli or whatever. Yeah. So then we got we got our last two. We got Nausicaa. This is this is why I wanted to start with the bottom, because I think the top is going to be the hardest. So (laughs) I thought about it a little bit and. You know, I'm going to say, I think. As far as the films go, I prefer Mononoke to Nausicaa, but. In terms of the world and the realm and the fantasy aspect, I prefer Nausicaa. So in the literal things that are given to us in the story, I would prefer to watch Mononoke because I feel like it's a little bit more full. As to where when we talked about Nausicaa, I made my point about how it kind of sucks that the Telmechians take over the plot because I'd rather just hang out with Nausicaa. So like... I like the world of Nausicaa better. I like the feeling of it, the adventure, how different it is, the lore of the toxic jungle. But in terms of a film and a story, I think Mononoke is a little bit more defined and enjoyable for me when you're talking about the themes of the story. Yeah. God. It's so tough. That's very tough because Nausicaa has that effect where it really makes me want to know. Like you, you can tell there's more to the story 
like there was a whole manga written about like you can feel that by watching it that there's so much more to this and it really makes you want more of that I still know that's very tough because I feel like Mononoke does a better job of making things gray giving people types of redemption everybody's got so many different goals but Nausicaa's so sick dude with the glider and the ohms and it is so sick the glider is so cool but Mononoke is also so sick I feel like with Mononoke, you get, like, a full range of emotion with it. And Nausicaa, I feel like I don't get enough laughter from it. Yeah, no, dude, I, I feel like the story of Mononoke is a little bit more refined. You know, just 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 a tiny bit, though. And it's honestly like it's not not even trying to to contradict ourselves. But one of the reasons we like Nausicaa so much was that it gave us so much mystery and wonder into it. So it's almost like. In that aspect, Nausicaa is cooler because it's not just like an ancient Japan with um, gods and like guns and stuff. Nausicaa is a completely different world. Alright, I think I'm gonna end it saying Nausicaa at two, Mononoke at one. Yeah, Mononoke is one. We had the same order, same order. Explain I, yourself though, explain yourself. I just I I get left feeling like the fact that Mononoke was such a culmination of so much like you can definitely see that in the movie. You can definitely feel that when you're watching it. All the characters are so incredibly unique with everybody's got totally different motives in this movie. And Nausicaa, it seems like I think its biggest downfall comes from the fact that it had to be adapted into one singular movie. And it, like it, if this was probably two movies, I probably would have liked both of those movies better than Mononoke. But because it's in one, I think the short timeline is its weakness. I'll agree with that. It doesn't matter. We're not real fans. We didn't watch the. Dude, uh, we didn't even. We, we yeah. We didn't even watch his sub. So probably. So everybody's just gonna make fun of yeah, us. Um, we we didn't we didn't want to read and. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, all of these movies. I think are incredible. Like if, if you had to give, um, uh, Laputa, like a ranking, what would you give it? Solid, like seven out of 10. Okay. And if you had to give Mononoke a rating, what would it be? Nine out of 10. God, you're just so, you're so mean. You have no, (laughs) you have no compassion. Yeah, I know. So mean to movies. (laughs) What's a better anime movie? A do better... you think Akira? Do you think Akira was better than any of these? 
Um, you know, since we did our Akira review, I've actually have the uh first two volumes of the manga and now that i know how much more that the story of akira is defined you know i think it has lessened the movie for me a tiny bit just because i know that the movie of akira is a little bit more of a culmination of a ton of cooler stuff that was done back then so maybe even reading the manga of Nausicaa would change my opinion on it a little bit. So, you know, I don't know, because I also love Akira so much. I don't know. Like, I think Akira's better than Laputa. Definitely. Akira's better than Laputa. Yeah. It's like, I'd give Laputa like an 8 out of 10. I'd give Spirit Away... Gosh, now this is going to just determine how much beratement I get online. I'll give it a 9 out of 10, but I gotta give, like, Nausicaa and Mononoke 10s out of 10. 10 out of 10s. 10s out of 10s? 10. 10. I have to give both of them a 10 out of 10, because I just think they are incredible stories perfectly executed. Incredible stories perfectly executed. Couldn't say it better myself. You know, I'm really glad that we did this special. We had the idea forever ago and we put it off for a while. But, you know, I think these are some really unique stories that you're not going to find anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Definitely worth the watch. Um, And they're all on HBO. So if you want to check them out, you can if you have HBO. Or you can buy any of the countless DVD box sets that they're in. Because trust me, there are a lot of them. Yeah, quite so, a few. So, uh... We want to thank you for joining us tonight. You can message us at Midnight Showing Podcast or on Instagram or email Midnight Showing with Luke and Nash at gmail.com. Stay in the loop for upcoming episodes and offer suggestions for the movies we watch and future content that we can bring to you. Be sure to check us out at ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. Our midnight release for next week is something we didn't go over before recording this. So, Luke, what do you want to watch next week? Eh? All of Seinfeld. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gonna be a busy week. Oh my god. <laughs> you got any idea what you want to watch? I've got no idea. I haven't, nah, we haven't looked I've, at the list at all. I have no idea. I want to try to find a good movie to come back from after doing all this animated stuff, so it'll be a surprise. Yeah. It'll be live action or claymation. We can Watch Jack Skellington. <laughs> uh, please no. All right. Um, so, you know, thank you for watching. Um, next week, I'm sure we'll do something. But as always, the popcorn will not be included. I don't need any help. This place is full of soot. <laughs>